Chiropractic. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in third and final hour here on Thursday morning. And uh, we have room for you at 508-996-0500. We have a caller on hold right now, so let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Reverend. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, but a little irritated. Okay. Yeah, because I call when you irritate me. You know that by now. Well, I hope you but would I call sometimes that. when I don't, too. But uh, Yeah, well, I do. I have. I have. But when I heard that... Uh, caller today say we should go back to one day voting. Now I knew right there you weren't going to like it and I waited but it's hard to call you on the moment when I'm out and about riding around Sure, but I'm calling now. Why do you disagree with that? That is the old American way. We have to change things and we screw it up. I call it tomfoolery. We got to fool around with something. There's nothing wrong with one-day voting. And when I heard you say, well, you know, some people have jobs. and that, When there's only one-day voting and you're a true American and you love your country, you'll get there for that, and it takes a few minutes. And if your boss doesn't like you to have a few minutes to go vote, then you need to find another job because he's un-American. Well, what they could do... called an un-American. What they could do is they could kind of look at it under the same um, auspices of how they look at jury duty. Where, you know, they have to allow for, and you don't, obviously you don't have to give somebody a whole day off to vote, but maybe you say, That's okay, on, on this day, they're allowed to come in an hour later because they're going to, they're going to go and vote. I think we could look into possibly doing something Listen, like that. We survived it back then. Okay. Today we have so many excuses. Oh, you can't do it today. Okay. So we're going to give you a few more days. You can mail it in and you can, no, none of that. All that needs to stop. You know what it is? Why? Why does it, but why does it need to stop? What, what's the downside of it? Because this is why they have more time to fool around with those votes. This is why nobody's fooling around with the votes. See that—that's where your problem is. Is you're Let coming at this from a from a made-up perspective to, to begin with. Do you have a hard time going to vote on one day? Yeah, I do. I early vote. Really, you're telling me in your busy world in your busy life mm-hmm. that one day of being a real American to go get your vote in there is too much for you. It yeah, takes sometimes. a few minutes. But here's the other thing. No, well, that, Here's the other thing, though. People are people are down. The voting numbers are down across the board. Pretty much everywhere they is might suffering not be from. Down. What do you mean they might when not a be real down? Two American sees that you only have that one day. You're going to find your way over there. But when they're doing it this way, oh well, I don't feel good. So, so your your perspective is if you give it. if you give people less of an opportunity, they're going to be more likely to take the take no, advantage of that opportunity. That. I don't. No, that's I'm what you sorry, just said. I don't agree with it because. 
if you don't feel good and you can't make it, oh, well, I can always, I, I still got four more days, I'll make it. And they end up not going at all. When you only have that one day, you're going to make it a point to go. The government screws everything up. Like, look at, what else now? We have to change our clocks all the time. In the spring and in the fall. What the heck for? It's stupid. We've lived for centuries the way it was. Well, I, I mean, no. I agree with you on that. Yeah, well, thank you for that. I, I could pass out from the shock of it that you agree with me. <laughs> but I mean, the government, Reverend, is run by a bunch of ninnies now. It's not the way it was a long time ago when every rule was followed. They are breaking all kinds of rules, and you know it. But you still are against all that. Uh, against it. You hate Trump, this and that. Do I have to go through the whole thing again? If we were given one day to vote, I'm sure your ass would be there. Wouldn't it be there? Would you not go because your what? boss wouldn't let you go? I mean, I would I would vote. I would always vote on vote on election day when I had that opportunity. If I have the opportunity to take advantage of another day, I take advantage of the other day. Of course, but a lot of people think that way. And then they end up not going at all because they slack. They get tired. They don't want to hear it. And they end up not. Cool. So I, I get your point, but I think there's probably more people that don't go when it's on one day than people that don't go when they have multiple days. No, not a true American. Not a true American, Mr. Weisberg. I don't care how old I can live. If I can live as, as, as old as, I, as 100, I'd still be going. Well, and I don't care if I have to walk. Where Then where are the other, where is the other 83% of, or 87% okay. of true Americans in New Bedford that didn't go out and vote? Where were they? That's my question. Where were they? Where they should be booted out of New Bedford, okay? Boot it out. So, you can't go. You don't care enough about your own city where you live. You should pack your bags and get out. So if you don't think the 12, 13 percent. This is why our country's like this, Tom. This is why our country's like this. And now I heard the, I didn't know this. I just heard it on your show a few minutes ago. The illegals are getting a $5,000 visa card. I could use a little bite of that to maybe fix the AC in my old car. I, it's hot riding around in the summer heat and humidity with no AC. They're getting $5,000? I'm outraged totally, totally. All right. Well, thank you for the call. You as well. Thank you. And uh, if you want to call in and react, 508-996-0500. But I think if you limited voting to only one day, that 12% in New Bedford would have been a lot less. That 12% was with a good turnout for early voting. In the early voting opportunities that they, that they uh, created. They had good, pretty good turnout. And we were encouraged by that saying, gee, maybe, maybe this will be higher than a 12% turnout. And as it turns out, it was not. But they had people that were coming out, people who were civic-minded, who were true Americans, who wanted to go out and vote. And did so. The problem isn't with how many days they're giving people. The problem is with the apathy that people have toward it. That's the real issue. You can give them all the days that you want. We could make it, you could vote 30 days and you could do it online. How many people still wouldn't do it? 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Gilly Saffields. Morning, Gilly. How are you? I just want to ask a question. Has anybody in the media followed up on the meeting that was Monday? Uh, well, we've been talking about it here all week. No, I know you've been talking about it, but they. I just want to bring, like I brought it up on Chris's show when I called in. Uh, now, they had a meeting. They called for a public meeting. 
Linda called for a public meeting, which it was granted. Now, cable TV wasn't there to film because they had to open up, up the meeting and cable TV should have been there to videotape, like there are all the time. Okay, there was no cable TV to say that they were gonna go in executive session. Okay, so now they go into executive session and nobody knows what happened in executive session, what kind of vote it was, if the medium hasn't followed up but it, at some point, it's after 24 hours in an executive session, it becomes public record if they made a decision. So nobody knows how the thing turned out. Okay, and the person, the people, the person, uh, the, pe the reason they went to executive session was for safety. Am I right? That was what we were told, yeah. Okay, so it's the safety for the employees of City Hall and the City Council. So they want to do all the stuff outside, you know, security. And I want to say they want to put cameras, but maybe not. They said gadgets and all that stuff to keep an eye on their safety. Now, I argue the point when Linda Morad made this motion because a few months ago, like I've been saying, Manny Brito got attacked by a homeless guy. Now, he's an, he's, he's an employee of City Hall. Why didn't she put this motion back then when that happened? She put it on in, in my eyes to protect it. They're worried about myself. That's why they're, that's why they're doing it. But well, I just want to bring up, I just want to bring up a point that let, let, I gave Martha, excuse me. I was say, let me just ask you a question um, because based on the agenda for that meeting, they did have a couple of other items they were going to, they were going to vote on before they went into executive session. So did that happen? Were there other votes that happened previously to voting to go in executive session? There was no, uh, there was nothing else on the agenda. Okay. There were two items on the agenda that I saw. And, and then the third item was to vote to go into executive session. So if they, they might've just punted those other things to another meeting. Well, but that's the point that the cable should have been there. I thought, I thought was there from, uh, where is it? Uh, Bedford Light. Yep. Yeah. He was there. Like my, my question is why hasn't anybody told us what happened there? That's the thing, you know, and, and Barry made a comment about having the police there. They were called, the police were never called. They were there. There was the, the chief, uh, the, uh, the deputy chief, um, Captain B. Long, and there was another gentleman there, which the name escapes me. So those officers were there because they were asked, to, the chief was asked to be there. But the point I'm saying is nobody's followed up on something that's very important. Well, we okay. will we will have Council President Morad on tomorrow, and we will we will certainly find out from her uh, what went on. And also, um, Councilor Oliver will be with her as well. Yeah, see, that's the point, Chris. I mean, Tim, I'm sorry, but let me bring something up. Can I bring something up a minute? Tim? Very, very quickly, because I got some other callers to get to. Yeah, I understand how it works. You know, like about Linda asking everybody to leave the building. Okay. Now, I went to court when she had me arrested. Okay. And at the court, I got I bailed myself out and I had to go to court the next morning. And the judge made a comment that I got to stay away from City Hall because he gave me a, a court date and I cannot uh, get in trouble again or I will uh, be put in jail for 90 days until the court date comes up. So he gave the folder to uh, the clerk. 
I said, Your Honor, can I ask a question? She says, Yes. I says, um, I was planning to, because he told me to stay away from City Hall, I says, I was planning to go see the mayor as soon as I left the, the courtroom. So you're telling me that Linda Morad has got more power in City Hall than the mayor? So he looks at me, looks, says to the clerk, can I have that folder back? The clerk gives, him, gives the judge the uh, folder back, and the judge says, I rescind everything I just said. You can go to City Hall, but if you get in trouble, you will do the 90 days. So Linda has no authority. The mayor's got the authority to keep somebody out of City Hall. She's only got control of that room. That's a judge's decision. I could go to City Hall. And they, you should have seen their eyes. So now nobody's checking up on the thing. It's not, that's the part that I don't understand. And the only person, Tim, is, and I get, um, I gave Bob the, the letter and everybody else, Jack Spillane. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that's been attacked here by, you know, not only Connie, she's the one. And I got a letter that. Well, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get into all of that. But yes, I. No, I, I, I get the point. They want to be protected. So do the people in the chambers. We want to be protected by them. So sure. why is nobody following up on what decision was made well, three I, days ago? I can tell you, if Arthur was there, he's following up on it. So I mean, I Arthur's a great reporter. There's there's no way he well, was yeah, there he and is. was there for all of it. And isn't isn't doing something? Can you imagine? Asking him to leave the building? Yeah, well, I saw in the video, I saw him, you know, basically asking, hey, wait, do I have to leave too? <laughs> so, well, you know, I'm, you I'm sure. You know, it's funny, Tim. I was there. I didn't cause a commotion. I didn't have a sign inside nope. City Hall. Okay. And I talked to the chief. That's the only thing I asked the chief a question because they came out of the place to talk to us. So I don't want to be put in that I was a riot because everybody... They all misunderstand what I'm there for the purpose of. But if a judge let me go back in City Hall because Linda Moore does not have control of the building. Thank you, Tim. I all appreciate right. it. You have a good day. And um, I'm going to take another call here. Before I take that other call, uh, I will just point out, I so going back to what Gilly said, I was just a little bit concerned when he said that there was no video. I mean, I know nobody was there. Um, I know that nobody was there... Uh, filming but i was just a little bit concerned that there might also be some change because of how they're switching things over between if you form if you previously went to the new bedford cable access page but then now that they have the live stream option for these city council meetings those live streams will be archived on the city's website so basically what i'm saying is there's going to be two places to see the meetings provided that cable is going to keep putting them up on the government channels on-demand option on on their site, on their page. But also keep in mind that there is also the archives for the live streams on the city's website, newbedford-ma.gov slash meetings. And when you go to that, you're going to be able to watch the live streams there, get the agendas, but also get the archive videos. So I just want people to know that that's there. Um, and I believe that that'll probably be a faster upload. Nothing against the, the cable network folks, but I know that it usually takes them a day or so to get those meetings posted. I believe these are going to be, the live streams will just be archived right after they're done streaming. That's how most live streams work. Is when they're done, you can usually go then go back and watch them on demand when they're done. So I just wanted to point that out. Uh, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. 
So back to voting. I think that, um, you know, when I was a kid, when we were in school, the te- we used to do like mock elections. Mm-hmm. We used to do uh, the class president, things like that. It, it instilled on me how, how important voting is. Now, uh, my other point is parents, they're dropping the ball. When I go to the polls on voting day, I bring my kids with me, or at least one of them. Um, I got two, so usually I try to bring one or I bring the other, depending on when I'm going. Um, but I try to teach them that it's important, that it's their voice, that if they don't vote, then they don't get a say. Um, and if we want any money to come from Boston, then we need to vote. Um, and it, it, nobody's teaching them that anymore. They don't care. Um, my daughter goes to New Bedford High School. I bring her and a couple of her buddies in the morning. And this last round of voting, they said, nah, who cares? It doesn't matter. I'm like, yes, it does. Um, so my point is, is I, I feel like <clears throat> uh, because of the curriculum, cur- I can't pronounce that word the right way, but the way the teachers have to teach now with the MCAS and everything, they don't have the time to teach things like voting or uh, counting money or writing a check. Um, there's a lot of things that get lost in the weeds because we're teaching them other stuff, I guess. I, I don't know. Well, but and, and I know, I don't know how much... that they need to learn how important it is. I don't know how much voting is part of the curriculum, like the actual process of voting. I know that they do, they do teach about elections, but I don't know how much they teach about actually going and voting and casting a vote on election day and how it works in your particular city because every city has different machines and, and ways that they do it. Right. Um, but I do know that Manny DeBrito has launched a program where he's going into the schools and, and educating kids about that. So, I mean, obviously, you know, this is something that's only just recently started in recent years, so it's going to take some time to build, but we'll see right. the effects of that as, you know, all of this generation that's getting exposed to it turns 18, we'll see if they, they turn out and vote as a result of it. But it's worth the effort. Well, I have to say, well, gold star for Manny DeBrito for doing that. I'm not always the, exactly happy with him, but gold star for that. <laughs> I like it. I think it's important. I think and, we need to start with our youth and teaching them how important voting is. I do see. I do think that we have a, a younger generation. You know, because my son's nineteen. I do think we have a, a younger generation of kids that are paying attention and that do want to have their voice be heard. We just have a couple of generations between ours and theirs that are a little bit apathetic toward it. So I think we, you know, okay. you, you you might see a groundswell from this younger generation being more involved. Now, people might not agree with their politics and their ideologies, but at least they're going to be actively engaged. Right. I mean, I don't care what their opinion is. I just want them to go vote. Um, the, my thing with mail-in voting, I think it's the just widespread mail-in voting. It's too easy for too much fraud. Uh, it's just too easy for fraud. I feel like the our old way where if you wanted to um, get a ballot, you had to get an FTC ballot. It wasn't broke. Why do we have to fix it? That's my opinion on that. Tim, have a great day, buddy. Thanks. You as well. And I do have to take a break, but we can talk more about this when we come back. 508-996-0500. Say, are you getting hungry? I'm hungry. And when I'm hungry, there's nothing better than a nice, delicious breakfast from just another Phoenix restaurant on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth. And, you know, I've got a doctor's appointment out that way a little bit later on this morning. I might stop in and have something to eat. But if I don't have time, if my appointment runs a little bit late, well, I know I can get their full breakfast through their drive-thru window. 
And that's what's so great about Just Another Phoenix. And one, one of the many great things about Just Another Phoenix is that you can get the full breakfast through their drive through window. Not just a sandwich, not just a bagel, not just a muffin. You can get everything that they have on their menu. In fact, when you pull up, they have a beautiful new menu board that lists everything on there. So you don't even need to worry about looking at the menu ahead of time. You can just pull up, check out that board, order what you like, and pick it up from the drive through window. So easy, so convenient, so delicious. Check out Just Another Phoenix, Fonz Corner Road in North Dartmouth. Let's go now into the newsroom and get all the big stories of the day from Ariel Dorsey. The shooter who killed three people at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas on Wednesday reportedly was a college professor. Law enforcement sources say the 67-year-old suspect was a career college professor who had unsuccessfully applied for a job at UNLV. The gunman was killed by authorities. Former President Donald Trump is expected to attend his New York fraud trial today. Multiple reports say Trump will likely attend today's trial of the $250 million civil fraud case against him. Trump is also expected to testify Monday as the last witness in the defense case. A Texas court will hold an emergency hearing today in a lawsuit brought by a Dallas woman seeking an abortion. The woman received a diagnosis last week that determined her unborn unborn child has an abnormality that leaves no chance of survival. Her doctor also says carrying the baby baby to term would jeopardize her health and her ability to have more children in the future. Paul McCartney is paying tribute to his former Wings bandmate, Denny Lane, who died this week. McCartney called Lane a great talent with a fine sense of humor. He also praised him as a singer, a guitarist, and a songwriter. The two co-wrote Mule of Kintyre, which received little airplay in the U.S., but became the biggest selling single in U.K. history. The Yankees are making a blockbuster deal to acquire a star slugger from the Padres. The Bronx Bombers are acquiring outfielder Juan Soto from San Diego in a seven-player trade. Soto battled, batted, set 275 with 35 home runs and 109 runs batted in last season. Jackpots over $800 million are now up for grabs from the two big lotteries in the U.S. Nobody won last night's Powerball drawing, so the jackpot will roll over to Saturday's drawing when the grand prize will be worth an estimated $468 million. The Mega Millions jackpot, meanwhile, is up to about $395 million. In sports, Celtic center Kristaps Przingis confirmed at yesterday's practice that he will be back in the lineup for tomorrow's night battle against the New York Knicks at TD Garden. The Green are hoping to bounce back after being eliminated by the Pacers in the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. And tonight kicks off with the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the New England Patriots for Thursday night football at Akershire Stadium. It will be a battle of the backups as Mitch Trubisky is expected to start under center for injured Steelers signal caller Kenny Pickett. Bailey Zappi is slated to get the start at quarterback with Mac Jones' recent benching. The Pats are currently in possession of the second overall pick in the draft and have less than a 1% chance of clinching a playoff spot. And Boston continues its three-game homestand when it hosts the Buffalo Sabres tonight at TD Garden. The Bruins are coming off of a big win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Happy Thursday morning, everybody. Do bundle up. It is cold out there. It feels around 20 this morning with some clouds, dry conditions through this afternoon. 
with mostly sunny skies. Temperatures in the mid-30s. It'll feel a bit colder overnight. Another frigid night in the mid-20s. Under mostly clear skies, dry weather prevails for tomorrow with more sun than clouds. Seasonable temperatures back to the mid-40s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. And I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. How are you doing, Jim? I'm doing all right. How about you? Not bad. Hey, I want to make a comment on the gentleman that was uh, uh, talking about mail-in voting, you know, the fraud and all that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think they always assume that, you know, the Democratic Party is the one that, you know, is always pulling off all the fraud and everything. But they never look at the fact that it could be either or, when you say? Yeah, I mean, be- well, I think when people do have a concern about the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vulnerability. That um, yep. I, I think they accept that it could it could happen on either side. They don't want to believe that it would happen from their side, but I, you know, I don't think they're particularly pointing out that it's. I, you know, I always look at it like you know, even if there's. You know, I mean, they've done many studies, but, and they haven't found any major fraud, but I don't think it's enough to sway an election. When you've got, you know, millions and millions of votes, you know, just hypothetically, you know, there was a thousand in every state. Unless somebody won by, you know, 50 votes or something like that. And usually if, if that was to happen, they do a, you know, a, they, they really research it anyway. So I don't know why people are always making that. Uh, I don't believe in mail-in voting. Uh, you know, it's just too much fraud. Because because somebody took a false narrative and pushed it, so everybody bought it. Right. You're, you're right. Everything's changed in the last, what, three or four years, and you know who did that. So... But um, I, I, I do yeah. I do understand why people have concerns about it, but I think what they need to do is they need to find out more about why the... You know, the secretaries of state who are, by the way, both Republican and Democrat, uh, why they feel like this is an OK s- system and, and find out more about how it works and the fail safes that they have in place to make sure that there isn't any kind of fraud that happens. I mean, there's going to be right. some issues in every election. There's always going to be some votes that, you know, have to get discounted or there's going to be some things that happen um, and people are going to try to pull dumb stuff. We've got people now that try to pull it because they just want to show that they can get away with it. So like right, that kind right. of stuff is going to happen in any election, but that doesn't mean that it's an overwhelming amount of fraud that's going to influence the election. Right. 
And, and another thing is what always cracks me up is that, you know, if you yell fraud, you wrote uh, yell fraud. But if you win, you accept the results. But if you lose, you don't. That doesn't make any sense to me either. Right. And I've, I've heard it even happen on the local level where people have questioned, you know, well, did somebody get involved in this? Uh, you know, did, did this part, did this outside influence make a difference? It's like, okay, but you lost an election. Just move on. Right. Uh, that's, that's my only comment. But it just always amazes me when the people that do the, 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 the yelling, if they win, you know, they got their hands up, you know, throwing a party. But if they lose, that's when, you know, I, you know, it's impossible for me to lose, you know. Yeah. Unreal. This cracks me out. All right. Have a good day, Jim. You as well. Take care. And, um, yeah, and I, I just want to go back to my original point that I think if you are telling people you need to vote and then people respond with, well, it's hard for me to get out to vote and you create more time for them to be able to vote, I don't see that that's an issue. I, the idea of, oh, well, it should just be one day. Why? Well, because it's always just been one day. So what? Things evolve. Things change. You don't just because it's always been one day doesn't mean it has to be one day. And in fact, it's for a long time. It's been more than one day. Early voting's been around for a long time. Mail-in voting, I think, even longer than that. Absentee voting, even longer than that. So, I think that you've had a lot of time to kind of look at this and see. Has this had an effect on voter turnout? When you look at some of the amount of votes that come in via early voting or mail-in voting, you look at that and say, well, can we guarantee that all of those people would have shown up if we just had one day for elections? And aren't the number, you know, if we were dealing with a 75% voter turnout, you could say, you know what, it might be worth the few votes that we lose to try to put it back to one day. But when you're getting... 12% turning out for a municipal election in New Bedford in which you are electing a mayor for four years? Don't you think that you need to give people more access to voting and less excuse than to, than to try to limit it more? 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. All right, let's jump right back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning. I'm just trying to clarify, Tim. Are you trying to say, because I'm assuming we're probably going to disagree again, are you thinking that, you know, statistics or anything shows that the more ways and opportunities and times and dates and all of that that people have to vote, the number of voters increases? Or do you think it basically shows it decreases? Well, what I'm saying is that we're seeing more of a trend of voting decreasing overall. And I think that taking right. away options of, you know, when people can vote might even make those numbers even smaller. So I'm looking at it the way it is, that voting is absolutely decreasing. People are like finding some reason not to vote. And to me, when it was more... You know, these are your dates and times. There's always been, like you said, if you have a disability, if you're going to be out of the area, there's always been, you know, stipulations mm -hmm. as to why you could vote with an absentee ballot. There's always been that. So the fact that now it's come whenever, show up, don't show up, who cares, come in your pajamas, wear your slippers, you know, we are not 
showing that it matters, like this is the day you vote, make arrangements. Most jobs will let you get out. Yes, if you commute. There's always been a way for people to get there. And like, if you couldn't, there was a way to get an absentee ballot. But I feel as though the fact that we don't know exactly how much control there is over it when the process just lingers on for months, I actually feel like it just creates more but that's not accurate i mean so when it comes to early voting early voting is like for this new current uh um, the previous new bedford election that we just had they had three days of early voting and so there was three days one in each different section of the city and in those three days those three days of early voting were run just like a regular day of voting a regular election day by the same people that would be running it uh, if it was on election day. So it's not it's not like there's a 30-day, just come whenever you want, you can come in and fill out a ballot. It's not like that. They've just taken no, the election day format it, and expanded it a couple more days. In some places, it's way more than double of the amount of time they had prior. Now, you do a lot of different events for a lot of different of your talents, you know, mm-hmm. interests. You do realize when you put security on for any venue, and it's concentrated to, say, three hours as opposed to, hey, the whole week. Number one, it's a huge difference in expense. And it's just not that concentrated security. I mean, there's amped up security at every venue for particular types of events. So to me, number one, it's a huge difference on, on taxpayers. There's no need for it. And people just don't get the importance. And if I have time, I'm going to mention one other thing, like a um, caller was saying, you know, with a lot of things they're putting into schools, they're deleting a lot of the things. But I realized when I was raised, and maybe parents need to not think the whole government is their parent and will now parent their children. You, at least when I you know, was raised, my mother would sit me down. Here's your checkbook when you're very little, you know, and now you have a savings account. Show you how that worked. Okay, now you have a checking account. This is your own checking account. You put the money in. You know, now here's a sewing needle. Here's how you thread it. Here's a button. Put that on. Basic life skills were taught by parents. And I find way, way, way too often now people are expecting the government to do the parenting. And that's where we're going off the rails. Well, you know what parents taught us. I'm going to say, you know what the sad part is for some of that is that the the generation of parents that are not teaching those kids right now are the kids that didn't get taught that themselves either. So like we're we're, we're a couple generations removed from it now. Yeah. Well, but but just but it's very easy to get it back. Have the children that you can afford the t- the time and the effort to raise yourself. Get control of the process so when your children are teenagers, they can function, and when they're adults, they're not you know hopeless. My children are pretty young compared to me, say, and they're in a, a generation you know that they function and they tell me how some of their friends just literally cannot function in the world. They do not know how. They haven't been taught. We need to teach our children how to function in society and how to vote with some respect to the system. So maybe we sort of agree. All right, Tim. All right, you have a good day. And uh, I will say thank God that I learned how to sew in school because, like, it's it's coming handy. And not that I'm good at it, but I can do it if I have to. I can fix a hole. It's not going to look good. You're not going to want to wear what I fixed. But uh, I can make sure I get myself through the rest of the day before I can get home and change my pants, maybe. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Good morning. How you doing? 
too early to tell, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been listening to the conversation, and another uh, thing occurred to me. Uh, as we know, a lot of politicians have their core group, their core voting followers. And I was wondering, you know, the, the low percentage the city has, does that really maybe reflect that the majority of those numbers are from the people that support the politicians. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I think if you've only got a 12% turnout, you've got to think, wow, how many people did each one of those candidates that were on the ballot bring to the to the ballot, to the the ballot uh, voting booth? And you start to realize, oh, so there's like 5,000 people that voted? Well, it's pretty easy to figure out how many of those people were probably tied into those candidates. Right, I guess based on what I'm saying, maybe just the majority of that percentage is the people that's, that are the hardcore group mm-hmm. and everybody else is just kind of just laying back. I mean, you probably got a small percentage, maybe like 1%, 2% that are actually, you know, unconscientious and going out to vote. But a majority of them might be, yeah, I'm for Brian Gomes or from Morad, whatever. Right. With a vested and that's interest, that's what yeah. you're getting. You know, not the people that says, huh, well, you know, um, this is what I'm voting for. It, it's, I, I think that's really what's work that's happening here. Yeah, no, I would agree. I think you're, you've, you've got to have people who are um, just the the average voter, we'll say, rather than the the uh, interested voter, if that makes Correct. sense. Yeah. And that's what the problem is. I think the average voter is not getting out there for whatever reason. And I think it would be kind of interesting to find out why the average voter doesn't want to go out to vote. Is it that they're, uh, they don't believe in the system anymore or they don't care? I mean, that, that's really what it is, because think about it. If you've got enough friends, you can probably run a campaign to pick up, you know, that 3%, 4%. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's that's and why that's why, candidates, that's why candidates look to social media so much, because that can get you what you need. i got to just hold you there, because i got to take a break. But thank yep. you so much, and you have a great day. You as well. And uh, we will take that break and be back in just a few moments. And welcome back. And we only have about a minute or so left in the program before we'll give way to South Coast Now and Chris McCarthy. But I want to let you know, because you're probably planning all of your holiday meals and what you're going to serve around the holidays. And as you know, there's going to be multiple meals, right? It's not just one thing. You're going to be feeding people on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Day, on New Year's Eve, on New Year's Eve, And everybody that's going to come by all the time in between, you're going to want to have something to serve them. The easiest place to get everything you need is by going to the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Why? Because it's more than just a butcher shop. It's about more than just getting the meat that you need to put on your table. Of course, you can do that. And you can get everything that you'll want to cook. You can get everything prepared and ready for you to cook. They'll marinate the meats, they'll season it, they'll get everything ready for you to just throw it in the oven if that's easier for you, or they'll even cook it for you. They want to make it as easy and stress-free for you as possible, but you can also get everything else that you'll need to entertain. All the side dishes, the wine and the beer down in their wine cellar. They have all kinds of selections, everything from $5 a bottle to $500 a bottle. So the $5 for the, for the guests, the $500 bottle, that's for you, right? That's your gift to yourself. However you want to do it, you can do it. And also, 
When you need a break from all that holiday cooking and you want some good prepared foods, the butcher shop always cooks up fresh, delicious stuff each and every day. So stop on by 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. See what they have to offer. Talk with Eric about what he can do for you. Party platters and so much more to take all the stress out of the holidays for you. The Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. And we'll check in with Eric tomorrow. And I'll, I'll always ask him that important question. What are you having this weekend? Because you know, you judge how good it is. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.